the tribulation may well begin with Israel facing an age-old crisis. She is threatened on all sides by her Arab neighbors. As tension in the Middle East reaches fever pitch, a charismatic world leader will arise out of Europe, offering the Jews the one thing they most desperately seek. The Bible refers to this leader by many names. Master of intrigue, worthless shepherd, the beast, the Antichrist. I don't know if you may have seen some material on this, is King Charles the Antichrist. In 1981, a friend of mine and I wrote a computer program using the Hebrew gematria, which is the numerical system that lays over the top of an alphabet where you can calculate a value of a name or a phrase. This gematria program is used throughout the world. I simply adapted that system to the English alphabet. Used that program to punch in all world leaders' names. In 1981, the one name that kicked up, meaning 666, was Prince Charles of Wales. It being in English wasn't enough to to satisfy me. I needed to know what his name was in Hebrew. I was able to get a translation of his name in Hebrew, and oh, by the way, the Hebrew calculation of that is also 666. I discovered that there's about 40 different prophecies that's all about the Antichrist. Of those that were before the Great Tribulation, Prince Charles matches them. And so, with great interest, I have watched this over the years. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? Kim brings me to the very heart of the Vatican, St. Peter's Square, to show me the answer. So we know that the code 666 refers to the Emperor Nero. Why? Emperor Nero was despised for many things, including persecuting Christians. Now, in the square here, you can see an obelisk yeah. that he arranged to stand at the turning point in his circus. Circus Maximus. Uh, the Circus Neronius. Neronius. Yeah. The circus stood here and was a place for chariot races, games, but he also used it then for persecuting Christians. So in 64, there was a major fire in Rome and much of the city was destroyed. Yeah. Nero wound up blaming Christians and he executed them in great numbers, as far as we can tell, right here in this circus. Welcome, everybody, to NWCZRadio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. My name is Big D. It's time again for 
the midweek edition. And it's good to be back from my little vacation. Brandon and I will be back together on Sunday. And looking forward to that. Looking forward to being back in the saddle with Brandon. But we have the midweek edition. And this is going to be interesting, to say the least. Because we're going to be talking about something. And this is a listener request. It's on the Antichrist. We're going to be talking about the Antichrist. You know, if you've been listening for any length of time, I make no apologies, that I am a Christian. And so much of my perspective of this is going to come from a biblical perspective. However, doing a lot of research and having been familiar with this topic most of my life, I do realize, and we're going to go through... Nostradamus brought up the Antichrist. Nietzsche wrote about the Antichrist. Antichrist shows up in Islam and lots of different avenues of life and religions and writers and so forth. So we're going to try to encompass all of it. So buckle up. It's going to be interesting. You may agree. You may disagree. And I always look forward to hearing from you regarding these tough topics. And I think this is a tough topic because as we're going to go through it, you're going to see there are those who absolutely believe that the Antichrist is a real person. It's a real being. There are certain guidelines that are going to identify the Antichrist. There are certain things that the Antichrist is going to do. And then there are others who just see it as a fable or a myth or some sort of folklore. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, I want to remind you, you can email us down the RH protonmail.com, down the RH protonmail.com. Questions, comments, topic suggestions, disagreements, whatever. Direct them over there. We love to hear from you. I also have a special guest on with me today. He's been here before. I believe once we did a sports topic, sports conspiracy theories, and I believe another one we did a music, conspiracy theories in music. And the reason I've brought my friend Kevin in is because, little background, we both went to the same college, and that's actually where we met. And we've been buddies since then. And we went to a Christian college. And so we both took a lot of Bible classes and a lot of New Testament classes and all, all kind of things. <laughs> One of our big beefs is, is that throughout all these classes that we took, primarily all these Bible classes and classes about biblical characters and all this stuff, is that we did not come away with, <laughs> we didn't even come away with a minor in Bible, which is ridiculous because it was a bulk of our, <laughs> of our learning education there. But that's beside the point. But he has a lot of great insight on this. He studied it as, as much as I have. He's been a Christian for a long time. And so I thought it'd be interesting to have him come in because we've had debates about this just as friends. Who's the Antichrist? When is the Antichrist going to appear? And so forth. So, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's get into the sort of historical perspective first of just who the Antichrist is or, or is supposed to be. We'll just put it like that. Because 
there's a lot of debate as to is the Antichrist going to be an actual person? Is it a spirit? A lot of people now think it could be AI. It could be an alien being that comes down in guise to save the planet. But if we're going into where the Antichrist primarily is talked about, it's in scriptures. It's in the Bible. So let's go through some of the characteristics. And I'm not going to do a lot of Bible verses on this. If you're out there and you're a Christian, you know. I'll probably reference some here or there, maybe read a little bit. But I'm not going to go. This isn't a theological study. We're just talking about the character, the Antichrist. And then we're going to look at some of the historical people who have been deemed the Antichrist and then where we think we're at right now. So the Antichrist is listed several times in the Bible. If you're not that familiar with the Bible, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, there's the book of Daniel. And the book of Daniel was the Old Testament sort of precursor to the last book of the New Testament, which is Revelation. And this is where the Antichrist shows up primarily. There's other verses, other references by Paul and Christ himself and others. But this is where the definition and sort of the descriptions primarily happen. And one of the first things that we find out about the Antichrist is that this Antichrist is going to arise or come out of the revised Roman Empire. And this is where a lot of people, I think, get tripped up as to, is this going to be a person? Is this going to be a machine? Is this going to be an alien? Is this going to be whatever? Because a lot of people miss this point, and that's why I'm starting with it. In Daniel 9.26, talks about this, the, the anointed one, this one who's coming out of the ruins of the old Roman Empire. And that Daniel's kind of showing the future. I think a lot of people don't recognize that because it's a tough one what is the revised roman empire well uh some would say that it's uh the current eu um i think that's which, the go i think that is the going trend yeah i think it's the most logical <laughs> explanation so the second thing that's going to be a marker of the antichrist is he's going to be a deceiver this deception is going to take multiple forms, multiple levels of deception. Because if you go through the patterns of the Antichrist, the Antichrist is going to show up because there's chaos in the world on multiple levels. There's wars, rumors of war, there's all kind of famine, there's horrible things going on, floods, earthquakes, volcanoes going off. It's, it's going to be chaos, and people are going to be freaking out, kind of like in COVID. Mm -hmm. And this person is going to step on the scene and appear to have a solution for all these problems. And people are going to buy into this. And my entire life, I will have to say, I spent, how would this happen? Like, how can everybody be deceived? Right. How can everybody just immediately buy in and when they say everybody it's i'm sure there will be some outlier people who are suspicious or you know i think i heard about this somewhere but in general the mass of humanity and all the governments will basically either de facto or straight up elect this person as 
the healer of the world, of all the world's problems. And, and this is why a lot of times we talk about here this one world government system because it makes sense that this person would arise out of a one world system. How else would he be able to just control the earth? Well, the one world system is going to be uh, enabled and brought into being, I believe, by the Antichrist and the uh, false prophet, which we'll probably get to here in a, a little while. But a couple things. One is I believe personally that there's probably going to be some out, outliers as far as countries that don't buy into it. How much they figure into things, I'm, I'm not sure. That's a great point. The third thing that I have written down here is that it seems to be pretty clear from the scripture. This is why I'm not I'm not sold in on that it's going to be a computer. I think that's the beast system that will be at play. Because the antichrist is specifically mentioned at least in scripture and elsewhere, whether it be the Jewish tradition or the Muslim tradition because it shows up in all of that is a specific person. It's a man. It is a man. Because in 2 Thessalonians it says don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. So I don't think they would have been so specific if it was going to be an alien or a system or an AI or something like that. Now, it could be an artificial man. I mean, I don't know. But I'm, it will appear to everybody as a as a man as a human being yeah and uh, that man actually has a title in those verses and it's the man of lawlessness which obviously fits the biblical description of what we have come to know as the antichrist sure now uh, maybe i'm jumping ahead a little bit but i believe that the the terms antichrists and antichrist when uh they can be used for people who are uh, against Christ in general. But the Antichrist term, I believe, was connected to the, uh, that specific person, the man of lawlessness. Yeah, and post the Bible, there have been many Antichrist personalities, I'll say people, who are, who are Antichrist. I mean, we could go down the list. We don't need to, but they're there. You know who they are. They are anti-Christian, anti-Christ, but they are not the anti-Christ. And we're going to go through a whole list of those later on of all these people who have either said, I'm the anti-Christ, Aleister Crowley was one of them, and then others who have been you know, accused of it. Okay, next point. A lot of people miss this one too, and it's interesting and this is, uh, you may, some people may have a problem with this, but this is what it says in Scripture. This is a defining characteristic. If you look at Daniel 11.37, it says, Neither shall he, and he's referring to the Antichrist, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women. Now, that could just mean he's not going to be married, or he doesn't like women, but I mean, what else would that mean? A lot of things make sense from a world perspective if you see that. Right. He's going to be 
uh, a mirror image of Christ. And when I say mirror image, I, some people say, well, it's the same thing. Well, no, everything you see in a mirror is opposite. So he is the opposite of Christ, the exact opposite. He will be attempting to pass himself off as... A Christ figure. Yes, and uh, but it's going to be everything that Christ was not. In fact, there are people who believe that that's going to be everything or has been, if he's actually alive today, that his birth had uh, satanic influences and so on. So it was everything to do with uh, kind of following just the whole timeline of Christ and, you know, uh, mocking all of it. The other thing I, I noticed in that specific description there, it says, neither shall he regard the God of his father. So he, I think that says, it says to me, he comes from a traditionally religious family because why else would he if his family were not Christians or followed some sort of you know ethos regarding you know spirituality or Christianity or whatever how could he not regard them how could he how could this being not regard the god of his fathers he obviously rejects it at some point to me that that shatters this whole thing that there's this because I've heard this too before. There's this cabal of people who are trying to birth the Antichrist, and they're all Satanists, and they're all whatever occultists, and they're, and they're doing incantations and getting women pregnant and inviting Satan to inhabit the baby. I don't think that's the case. That me personally, mm -hmm. we also know for sure that he has this number six six six, and I think everybody knows. The verse, it's from Revelation 13, this calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is man's number. His number is 666. Nobody knows what that means. Right. I mean, everybody, there's speculation and been speculation for a long time. Um, you know, how that would be, uh, you know, how would it manifest itself uh, among the population, and, and one uh, big thing is the economic system of the one world government and how, you, how they could control people. So you get into the uh, chips being implanted into people and how that might be uh, a way of, you have the chip, it proves that you're part of the Well, you're talking the about system. the mark. There's a mark on the, the hand mark. and the yes, forehead. I'm, yes, sorry. Uh, connecting, the chip is actually has the mark you know, the number 666 is... is Somewhere in... in some, somehow it's involved. So, and like you said, people have theorized about this. People have fi supposedly figured it out. Or They're all wrong. Up to this point, everyone's been wrong. We don't know. It's so well known in, I'll just say, even pop culture, music, everything, this number 666, that it's almost become... And I think by design, it's almost become... Not even, it's almost a joke, right? People just, oh yeah, 666, yeah, 666. It's become so mainstream that when it actually happens, I think people would be like, ah, it's a joke. I mean, it's very common, and you know, you run into it, and if you watch horror movies sometimes, certainly in uh, metal music, uh, things like that. So it's, it's, it's been put into the mainstream, and, and quite efficiently um i would say also it's uh, made its way into cartoons yeah exactly i mean everybody knows it 
which is interesting from a biblical standpoint as well, because it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the prophecy there. The great deception. Yes. As far as the uh, technology, uh, to me, and this is my personal opinion, but we have entered an era where technology has started to make a lot of this make sense. Um, with AI, like I said, the chips, being a- able to implant, all this technology, and it's just it's gone so quickly as far as developing or development of this level of technology that, you know, everything that's in prophecy that sounds like it's just, uh, you know... Fantasy. Yes. It's like it's viable now. I mean, you can even go back to, like, the, the creation of helicopters, and that's been a long time now. But, you know, you, you have the verse about the, uh, the stinging, flying uh, beasts. With the human face. And it's like, maybe they're not helicopters, but that makes sense. And they had no idea. Could be drones. It all connects. Well, quick story. When I was uh, junior high or so, we would, every now and then, they, they would have some guy come in and scare us all about the end times. And, you know, it was, right, it was happening right now. And right. we were told JFK was the Antichrist because he died and he was going to rise again, on and on and on. And one of the things that they told us, because there is a passage that talks about these two witnesses who get killed in the streets, and the entire world sees it and mourns. Well, this was way before the internet, computers, cell phones, any of that. And at the time, they said, oh, well, this is possible because of satellite TV, which was brand new. Exactly. So you're correct. As technology moves forward, these things become more and more viable. And you can just see with just a flip of the switch, it can all happen. All right. So the next defining characteristic of this Antichrist is this Antichrist is going to perform miracles and even magic and it's going to wow people people are going to see this person now miracles and magic can come in many many forms so whether this whether these are physical manifestations such as he caused it to rain or this person performs a magic act that you can actually see or if it's miracles and magic involved as far as creating peace or creating food for everybody, developing programs that are miraculous. We hear this stuff all the time. It's not definitive. And so a lot of people, we get into our, you you get into this mindset that, oh, it's, he's going to perform miracles, like rain fire down from heaven or so. Maybe, I don't know. But whatever he does, it's going to be seen as and perceived as miracles and miraculous things. Yeah, that's a really good point. I I never really considered the possibility that, you know, bringing peace to the earth would be considered miraculous, but miraculous, but of course it would be. Um, I believe it's probably a combination. Um, I do believe that they will be able to wield satanic powers, and that will you know, essentially be magical to normal human beings. Um, But yes, and Satan, you know, those satanic powers will also manifest in, you know, the so-called peace that will take place. One thing I was going to mention is we just had the tragedy, well, the terrorist attack on uh, Israel um, not long ago. And 
I do believe that a lot of the peace efforts will be about the Middle East and, uh, you know, what's been going on there for a long time. You know, it seems the most logical. Obviously, there's other areas of the world that have issues, and those, those places will most likely be affected as well. Um, but it's, the, it's a temporary piece as well. This isn't something that they're, it's kind of a lie. Oh, well, it is it's a lie. definitely lie. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. Um, but it'll definitely seem like it's the big answer at the time. Some of the names that are given the Antichrist th- throughout Scripture are, I'm going to go through a list, because these are all interchangeable. They all mean the same thing. There's the bloody and deceitful man, the wicked one, man of the earth, the mighty man, the enemy, the adversary, the spoiler, the profane and wicked prince, the little horn, the prince that shall come, the vile person, the willful king, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the lawless one, the Antichrist, and, of course, the beast. One of the things this beast, the Antichrist, is going to do is he's going to appear to rise from the dead. And again, this one, I think, is a lot of people, I believe, in my opinion, sort of misinterpret this, because Revelation 13 does say, one of the heads of the beast seems to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished and followed the beast. A lot of people believe that this means this the Antichrist dies from a fatal wound. It does not say that. It just says it seems to have a fatal wound. It could be a charade yes. to gain the sympathy of the world. Like, here's this guy. Where he is, he's here to save the day. Somebody quote, makes an attempt on their life, and it appears, and you know how fake media is and how deep fakes are and everything's going crazy these days and everything's questioned and a whole narrative can get out before the story ever gets out. I think the, all of that's in play. Maybe this, the beast or this Antichrist does take a shot. Maybe they do get poisoned. Maybe they're in a helicopter crash. Who knows? But whatever it is, it appears, as it says, it appears to be fatal. And the entire world is astonished when this beast recovers, which I think just goes, that's going to lend to the, the myth and the lore of this person. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because, and we may be getting to this anyway, but uh, one of the big uh, theories regarding the Antichrist is that it was actually Nero. Yeah. And uh, the way they explain this is Nero wound up killing himself with a sword, I believe. And there was this rumor going around that um, he either faked his death or was actually going to be somehow, you know, come back to life. Resurrected. Yes. And... Uh, and so that's how they kind of covered that whole part of the, the verse. It was, uh, and it, the whole Nero uh, theory is, is interesting. Um, yeah. Some, it fit, he fits pretty well in a lot of ways. That's but, why they all called him the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, we will get to that at some point when we talk about the historical figures that have been <laughs> deemed the Antichrist. Another thing that's a, a, a big pointer, and I think we sort of talked about this a little bit, but it's very specific that this individual will have influence over the entire world. 
Revelation 13 says, And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. So no exceptions there. Everybody, every nation. Take that into consideration when you look at the global system right now, and a lot of people are like, yeah, we're in, we are in the end times. The Antichrist is really ready to roll. Currently, I think there are some outlier nations right now who there's some changes going to have to be made before they just lockstep in. That's right. my opinion. Well, they may, may never lockstep in. Whether or not he has power over them, it seems like, obviously, if you go by Scripture, he will. Right. But having power over you know, everybody doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's on your side. Or, oh, I agree, because it could happen in many forms. If, the, if a certain nation is bucking and it's a one-world system and this person is ruling it, they just put sanctions on them. They, they buckle them on some level. Right. You know, they stop shipping food. They stop buying. They, they isolate them until they basically bow down and join the system. And exactly. I do think that's a big possibility. Yes. The last one I want to get into, because I think it's important, is that it's very apparent. And I'm not even going to go into some of the other stuff that is, you know, like he's going to obviously behead the saints of God. And there's a lot of things that, from a Christian perspective, a lot of people will go, eh, whatever. It's important to me, but you can figure that out on your own, do some research. However... This is pretty apparent because this is where it's all headed, folks, if you are locked into this, is that at some point, this Antichrist, this beast who will be adored by the world, who will have fooled everybody and have everybody on their side, will declare themselves greater than God and will actually declare war on God. He will, he will want to fight God. Because, in my opinion, whether you believe in the pre-tribulation, post, or mid, it doesn't really matter. I, mean, I guess it matters on a certain level. But the reality is there will be people post the rapture who get saved, who figure it all out. And they're like, I'm not part of this. I'm not having to deal with this. And they will be seen as the problem anything that goes wrong they will be the problem and you see that now we just we pick a group let's take covid it was the people who didn't mask up they were the problem and they all got ostracized and they all were the problem everywhere you went you were the problem and you saw how fast your neighbors supposed friends and people around you flipped out so you can see how easy this can go this Antichrist, at some point, is going to be so upset at this faction that's not following them, and he's going to realize the common denominator of them, and he's going to go after that being, which would be God, from a biblical perspective. Jehovah, God, the one God. If you're here when that happens, that's... That's when you know, I think that's when the veil drops for a lot of people, but it's too late. Right. Personally, I believe the veil is already dropped, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, the, the more it gets into, uh, you know, heavier issues, the more the veil is going to be dropped down. Um, and by veil, 
maybe we should explain exactly what that is. Um, it's a biblical term where it's basically like people can't really see the things that are happening right in front of their face. They'll deny, they will just not believe it, even though, you know, you can see complete evidence of, or, you know, absolute evidence of what's really going on. They will just say, no, it's not, or I just don't believe it, or whatever. And they just, they can't, because, you know, mentally, there, there's just this, literally like a mental veil that is dropped. So that's basically uh, at least my personal way of uh, explaining that. As far as uh, we're talking about uh, the, uh, the different types of, or different people that have been... Uh, yeah, let's get into who have been deemed the Antichrist over history. Right, well, a lot. Yeah, um, I got a list right yeah. here. We'll go through them and you can yeah. comment on them. All right. We'll start with the dead ones, people who are not here. One, Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of people who believe that Jesus Christ of the Bible is actually the Antichrist. In fact, I saw a TikTok not long ago, and this gal was explaining how if you go back into the the Hebrew and you do some voodoo mumbo-jumbo with the letters and numbers and all this stuff and the what they put on the cross when he died and all this stuff that it all it's it basically be, it means 666 which is the antichrist so right i find that fascinating obviously we don't believe that uh here but some do uh, yeah uh also nero you talked about nero a lot of people believe that he fulfilled all the events of revelation and that we're actually in post like that all happened right and so we're sort of in this pre-thousand years where we're in, in the sort of the Antichrist mode, but it's, it's actually, it's a Nero spirit that's roaming around inhabiting di different people. Right. Well, he, I mean, I believe he certainly was an Antichrist, as in there are Antichrists that were and are and probably will be until everything changes. But... You know, I mean, and he does, he fits a lot of that stuff. In fact, you know, the Gematria uh, stuff, he does, his name does come out to uh, 666. He uh, persecuted Christians. He, yeah, he persecuted Christians. Big time. What else? There was, I don't know. There, there's like several things. Yeah, we'll I mean, to, almost I'll, everything, you know, yeah. comes to a T, if you, at least the way it's people, you know, put it out there. Uh, again, you can make almost anybody seem to be a certain way or a certain type of person by using... Uh, but I think yeah. he's the biggest of the historical I, yeah, personalities. I, Nero comes up a lot. I agree. Pope Gregory the Seventh. a lot of people believe uh, he was... Bunch of popes. Frederick the Second. Yeah, a lot of popes. So we'll just... Basically every pope, pretty much. Napoleon Bonaparte was supposedly... We'll sidestep here. Nostradamus had this prediction that there were three Antichrists, and one of them that he named, or he thought was, was Napoleon. Or that was, a lot of people believe that fit the Antichrist, Napoleon. And the third one is yet to, yet to happen. Right. If you read through the, the Nostradamus prophecy on the Antichrist, it's so vague. It could be anybody. At any time, anywhere. So it's a lot of... Nostradamus was really good at that. Just these sort of 
vague. It'll be a guy. There'll be some trouble, you know. Uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, a lot of people thought he could be Mussolini, of course, Hitler, Aleister Crowley, who called himself the Great B666, which, you know, uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan. There's a guy named Jose Luis de Jesus, who claimed to be both Jesus and the Antichrist at the same time, and Mikhail Gorbachev. And a lot of people believed it was Gorbachev because he had that weird birthmark, and that was some sort of stamp yeah. of the Antichrist. Now, the mm -hmm. interesting thing on that was all those figures, with the exception, I would say, of the first one, of Christ, my assessment of that, and even some of the ones that are alive that we're going to go through, my assessment of that is, is that in a bubble, like in the specific area in which they were either ruling or were active or whatever, yes, you could say, and the people probably really believed it, this person is the Antichrist. The problem with all of those is, is it was an isolated territorial movement. It was not the entire world. I mean, even Hitler, right? If you were in Germany at the time or around Germany, you could honestly say, yes, I think Hitler is the Antichrist. But outside of that area, he wasn't fooling anybody. Right. Right? And the same thing with a lot of popes and a lot of these other characters and these figures because, A, the technology wasn't there to run the whole world. It was the world to them. Right. But even Nero, you look at Nero. Okay, well, on the other side of the earth, the other side of the world, there's tribes and there's countries and people who had no idea really who he was except way later when they heard about it. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, a lot of the, well, in my opinion, all of these uh, people that people that, you know, a lot of people thought were the Antichrist, um, those people that saw what those people did and stuff and came to the conclusion that they were the Antichrist, um, they're more, in my opinion, product of their time in which that was just, that was their whole worldview and everything. And so, of course, you know, if you think maybe this, you know, whoever, you know, Nero or Hitler comes along and is like just doing crazy stuff and, you know, obviously seems to be evil that, uh, you know, you might come to the conclusion that that person is the Antichrist. Where I think, you know, the, again, it goes back to Antichrists and Antichrist. And it stands to reason that Antichrists can do a lot of things that would make them seem like they're the Antichrist. Right. Without them, but they're not actually the Antichrist. All right, let's go through some people who are alive. And I, I find this kind of a humorous list on multiple levels, but we're, we're going to roll through them. These are, I just did a search. People alive <laughs> have been accused of being the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Henry Kissinger, pretty obvious. George Soros, for sure. Pope Francis, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Vladimir Putin. This one I thought was hilarious. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Yuval Noah Harai, Emmanuel Macron, Jared Kushner, Prince Harry, and almost the entire royal family. Right. 
Like everybody, King Charles, they, they all have been accused of being the Antichrist. Though, and that's just a small list right. of notables. Yeah. You could definitely add to that list with a little problem or a little difficulty. Again, you know, I think, uh, you know, without naming specific names, I think a lot of those guys do fit the Antichrist's uh, category. I mean, yeah, it stands to reason. You know, you would ever people. Would I think look there's at them. disqualifying measures on pretty much most, if not all of them. And we'll get to that towards the end when we give our, our thoughts on it. Yeah. But I, I have some stories that are sort of current event stories that I just have to pass on because I think these are funny. This is uh, from the Sunday World com psychic warns antichrist will return in chilling 2023 prediction this guy's name is athos salome or salome who's known as the quote living nostradamus has said that we will see the beginning of the end this year when the demon antichrist visits the earth this is a guy who previously suggested that he predicted covid the queen's death Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and even Elon Musk's recent takeover of Twitter. And according to him, he says, contrary to what everyone thinks, the Antichrist does not come from Europe and should manifest itself fully between the years 23 and 26. And that, he says, is according to Kabbalah studies. And then he goes on, he says, although the holy books consider the Antichrist a being, this does not mean that he will materialize in one person. In fact, the Antichrist is already mo ready and moving. And then he gets into cryptocurrency, which is so weird. <laughs> anyway, he says, whether they will continue or not is a matter of luck and power. He's talking about cryptocurrency. But the world government will do everything to have ownership of them. So, you know, I mean, he's stating the obvious there. But he claims that the Antichrist is going to show up here in 2023. I also saw another, well, several TikTok videos and YouTube videos of people who are predicting who is the Antichrist and are they here right now? Because of COVID, obviously, it got ramped up big time. So everybody was hitting the airwaves and like, oh, I know who the Antichrist is and they're here and it's it's all set up and it's ready to go and blah, blah, blah. Problem is, I've been, I, me personally, I've been hearing this since I was a young kid. There was a time when we were told in a church I went to that we were not going to see the year 2000. That it was all going to, like, that was it. Like, that was the marker. I've seen people, supposed scholars and uh, mathematicians and everybody who have figured, supposedly figured out the timeline. Because right. there are dates that, well, there's not specific dates, but there's days, number of days given, and there's calendar t time periods given as to when from Christ's death to the Antichrist appearing and when G Jesus is supposed you know going to come back and all this stuff and every time it turns out wrong obviously because none of it's happened and so I, I think people have to be very careful when you listen to these so-called psychics and so-called prophets and especially the modern day prophets and all this stuff. Anytime somebody tells you they know for sure that this is the date, just mark it down, go about your daily life because the Bible specifically says no man, nobody knows the day or the hour. 
Right. So if you pick a day and an hour, guaranteed it's not happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to have bragging rights in heaven to say, yep, mm-hmm. I knew it. I figured it all out. Exactly. God's not going to allow that. So talking about uh, Nostradamus, I wanted to just go into that just, just for a second because that is another thing you will run into a lot is that this Nostradamus predicted this third Antichrist. So according to several articles that I read, and this one I think gave a nice a succinct synopsis of it. It's called overdrive.com. Five centuries ago, Nostradamus wrote of three Antichrists. Two, Napoleon and Hitler have already, according to them, bathed the world in blood, and it's the third who will bring the apocalypse. According to this, is and his time has come. In the mountains of Moldova, a ruthless tyrant is hailed as the second coming of Christ. In the gypsy camps of Romania, a woman's unborn child could change the course of the world. And then it goes on to talk about these different scholars who are studying the lost prophecies of Nostradamus and everything's all set up for this third Antichrist. Well, the problem is, is that there's no one, two, three, four, five in any of, I'll just say, the traditional texts, including the Bible, including the Jewish tradition, including the Muslims have one coming in. Uh, they all point to it. It reminds me, in a lot of ways, of the flood. In almost every tradition, there is a story or a, an account of the flood. Right. Whether mm-hmm. you know the Bible has its version, there's a version in the Quran. There's versions of the a lot of the native tribes. There's ver- versions all over the world of this great flood. So I don't think, whether scientists agree or not, there's no debate that something happened. Whether it was, they, yes. they claim it was the Ice Age melted, or whatever it was, there was a huge flood on the earth, and that's a fact. But it was accounted differently from different, all four corners of the earth. And it, that reminds me of this, where we have this, this, this being the Antichrist. There's an account for it from multiple angles. Right. It's not just a Bible-only uh, prophetical thing. No, and I but. think that is, a, that is the point. And in all of these texts, this Antichrist is basically marked by the same characteristics. Comes in as good, but is truly evil, and eventually declares war on... God, the heavens, whoever they see as the threat. And in the end, there's going to be a, a big battle, obviously, because all the texts describe it. The Antichrist sees Christ as the threat. <laughs> well, but yeah, God as well, of course. But uh, Right, because yeah, even yeah. If, you, if you, let's go to the Koran... Who they're talking about as God is different from the Jewish God and, and the biblical God. Right. But this person is coming, and they still see this person coming. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything else to add to this as far as what you think we should talk about or what, what others should know about this being the Antichrist before we get into our personal thoughts? I don't know. I would just say no matter what you believe— you know, keep your eyes open and 
be willing to, uh, you know, see things that you might not want to see or, or you just, you know, none of it's going to be fun or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just keep your eyes open and, uh, your mind open to what we believe is, you know, happening or is going to happen. Like I'm going to go back to the, uh, the Nostradamus thing because I just think it's so funny. He says, uh, the Antichrist very soon annihilates the three. 27 years, his war will last. The unbelievers are dead, captive, exiled with blood, human bodies, water, and red hail covering the earth. That's Nostradamus. But then he also predicted that the light of Mars would go out. <laughs> he did talk about famine. Like I said, very general stuff. But the Bible and all these other texts are very specific about this being. And that's why I think we, you, we talked about earlier about how it's sort of hip hop culture. It's in music. It shows up in movies. It shows up in cartoons. It shows up, people reference it. And it's gotten to the point where it's so watered down that even when people were saying, like the vaccine, a lot of people were claiming, oh, that's the mark of the beast. Right. And it became yeah. a joke very yeah. fast. Like, oh, you guys are so crazy. It's not the mark of the beast and so forth and on and on and on. And the people who thought that were seen as the crazy ones. Yep. Right. Well, there's seen as the crazy ones just for not wanting to take the, uh, the shot anyway, but yes. Right. But the pressure was on. They incentivized it. They were giving away stuff. They were having lotteries for get your college paid for, giving out free food. You can see where the pressure was to do that. I don't think it was the mark of the beast. In fact, I'm certain it wasn't. I don't think you should take it. We've gone through all of that. But was it the mark of the beast? No. I think it's the setup for it. Yeah, I think it's part the, of the setup for it. It's part of the beast system. It was a trial run. A precursor. Yeah, a trial run. Exactly. Because the fact that, at least where I lived, when I was living in Washington State, you couldn't go to the store unless you met certain conditions, which meant wearing a mask. And other stores would ask you, are you vaccinated? You couldn't go to the, the movies. You couldn't go to anything without having these certain steps taken by you personally. So it wouldn't be very, it, it would not be hard. And we've talked about this on the program before when we get into digital IDs and one world passports and the social credit system, all this stuff, all of that plays into what I, can, what I call the B system. And it is being set up, designed and tested at a rapid fire pace, amazingly rapid fire pace. And so it won't be hard. It won't be difficult because nobody seems to be fighting back, little pushback here or there. But most people are compliant because you threaten people's health, safety, and food, and they'll basically do anything. Yes. And so when you have, you referenced it earlier, this attack on Israel, you have wars and, and there's rumors of wars and you have all this stuff going on. You can see where a person or a person could step forward and be seen as a peacemaker have it all under control everybody buys into it and then he says oh and by the way 
in order for this to work, we have to implement this. And everybody's, you know, all sides have agreed, all these warring factions have agreed that if we all follow this, it will stay peaceful, everyone will be safe, you'll have plenty of food, nobody's going to have to worry, there won't be any terrorist attack. Like, you can see it all being set up. Right. I would add the whole COVID analogy. I think even more, a better, even stronger argument would be uh, things that they kind of played with, like uh, people were pushing for unvaxxed people to not be able to get uh, certain services like, you know, maybe not being able to get food, not definitely not, uh, it's like, of all things, not being able to get health care. Or surgeries. Um, and then uh, obviously travel, you know, restrictions, which did happen, but they could have been much worse. You know, no vaccinated people, unvaccinated people could travel. That's all stuff that, you know, you start pushing all these different avenues down people's throats, as you were saying, and, you know, people capitulate at some point. They were definitely trial balloons. They were definitely put out, put out there to see how people responded. It was a massive information grab on the part of the elites. They watched. They took notes. They saw how people responded. They saw who didn't respond. And they are trying to figure out for the next round, and trust me, it's coming, the next round, whatever it is they're going to pull, they will be targeting specifically those who did not buckle the first time. They're trying to figure it out. How do we get to them? How do we persuade them how do we convince them or force them and that will be probably the case so as we wrap up just give your final analysis your thoughts on the antichrist because like i said we've had some debates i mean you have been convinced that certain people could be the antichrist i'm just going to ask you to include in this do you think the antichrist is here now Yes. Like on the earth. Do you think it is somebody that is known? Do we know this person? Or is it somebody who's going to come out of the shadows? Like what is your current event take? Where are we at? What's the deal with the Antichrist? How's it all going to play? Your uh, opinion. Okay, well, yes, I do believe that the Antichrist is alive today. I believe that we are, as a Christian, I believe that we're entering the end times or we've been in the end times, um, and I believe the Antichrist has to be alive to be even old enough to uh, to become the Antichrist, or you know, to be. Do you have a you guess know, as a to political how political figure or how something old like that. when this person appears? Do you think they're going to be an old person, or do you think they're going to yeah. be forties uh, at the 50s? most, middle aged, probably okay. uh, young, you know, anywhere from thirties to maybe sixties. I would say it can't be an old man or woman, for that matter. I believe it's going to be a man. That's another thing. We, I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton was one of the persons rumored to be. I do not believe it's her. And I believe, uh, you know, people like, you know, that or, you know, you once, it's just too old. They're part um, of the setup. Yeah. Oh, of course. And uh, so I believe there's been lots of antichrists, as we've covered. I do believe the antichrist is alive today. I have my opinions on who it, you know, name could a per- be. who do you think it is? 
<laughs> who do I think it is? Uh, like if you just uh, said, well, I you don't have know your... for sure. Obviously, I'm, right, my but... latest theory, and I've had it for a little while, is that it's uh, uh, Barack Obama, and uh, I have a bunch of reasons for that. Um, one is, uh, I believe. Uh, that he has never really stepped away from power. I believe the way he came in, I don't believe he was born in the United States. It's just, you know, it, it could be, it, you know, I could be completely wrong on that, of course. But that's, a, that is one person that, who I believe, um, because I personally believe that the United States is going to factor into this a lot more than some people do. And, uh, you know, maybe the United States goes away to, you know, to a large degree in some way. But I think that'll be a, it'll be a catalyst for that person. And it seems pretty easy for somebody to take power in the United States and then kind of be in power over the EU. Or maybe even the United States is by proxy, you know, uh, you know sort of part of the EU or whatever. Or, you know. um, so that's, that's kind of what I believe. But... Again, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean it's that person and, but it's going to be somebody. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's definitely going to be somebody. I don't think, just from my Christian belief standpoint, and from all the predictions from the other, I'll say sacred doctrines that are out there that are sacred to other beliefs and religions, there's no doubt if you have eyes to see <laughs> and you look about at what's going on in the world we're moving at a lightning fast pace towards something and we've talked about the fourth turning on here we've talked about you know the one world system we've talked about the illuminati and we've talked about all of that stuff and i do believe it, in my heart of hearts it all comes into play i believe they are are and have been working on this system basically the dawn of time and i think in a lot of ways they've been waiting for technology and they've been waiting for things to catch up to the plan and we look at ai and we look at the way the world's going with surveillance and with tracking and with tracing and people are just willingly giving up their data and some people are excited about being hooked up to the machine and the singularity and you have all these tech companies that are creating sentient supposedly sentient ai beings and they're going to be interacting with humans and this this dystopian weird vision of all these people of the future they are creating what they call themselves god or gods and the whole idea is to be a god here on earth, to never die, transplant your brain, download it, upload it, all, all these things. It's, it's a quest for immortality, and it reminds me of the Tower of Babel. It can only go so far before it implodes. Because God, if, you, if you're a Christian, you know that God is not mocked, and God will only allow things to go so far. And if... The Antichrist is here, and I don't know if he's alive or not. I have my suspicions. I believe that probably is. But I do think still, if you really look into the qualifications of Revelation and what's going on, I still think we're a ways away. 
I, I don't think we're right right there. I still think there's there's some time, but it is moving super fast. Like I, I, I would not be shocked that within my lifetime, should I live to be a, you know, a pretty decent old age, that I don't see this all come to pass. That's how fast I think it's going. But people through history have felt the same way. You can go back through history and read lots of accounts of people who were alive at certain points who felt the exact same way because the world was crumbling around them. The entire world was at war. There were leaders who rose on the scene that everybody hailed as heroes. So I think we have to be careful about being so specific as to, oh yes, it is right now. Or the Antichrist is, he's here right now. Maybe, I don't know, and I don't think you do either. And anybody who claims to definitively know, I would run from that person. But my opinion is, probably within our lifetime, and I don't want to put a date on it. I want to say 20 years, 50 years, or whatever. But we're there. We're very. We're the closest we've ever been, I would say, in human history to this all unfolding. For instance, there are times when I think, oh, man, this, all this technology is just going to overwhelm us. And then I go to use my laptop, and it sucks. And I'm thinking, well, if my laptop and my phone don't work half the time, how's this all? They're not there yet but they're very, very close to it. And it is coming, coming quick. So the Antichrist, yes, I do believe is an actual person. The beast system, I think, is definitely on a fast track, faster than we've ever seen it. And so my assessment is, I, like, I pay attention to it. I study it. It doesn't scare me. I don't fear it. I'm aware of it. I perceive it, I track it, but I live my life not in fear of it. And I live my day-to-day -day life hardly thinking about it because in the end, I know the end of the story. And so, yes, it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to be bad. Yes, Christians are going to get persecuted. Yes, the world is going to go through some really turbulent, turbulent times. But if you believe it, if you believe what the Bible says and you believe what the other sacred texts say, there's really not much you can do about that because it is going to happen. All you can do is prepare for it, know it's coming, recognize it, don't get caught up in it, don't be a part of it. And I think that is the key issue. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. Uh, told you going to be a little different i can already hear the emails coming and that's great uh, let's have the debate over there uh down the rh at protonmail.com uh, i'm sure you're gonna say well, you left out some stuff but well we only have an hour a little over an hour or whatever to go we couldn't cover all of it so we want to just give you the the highlights and the, and basically the bulletin points on the antichrist so Maybe I'll do a part two at some point. We'll go down some other rabbit holes on it. But those are the key issues, in my opinion, of what you should know about the Antichrist 
little bit of history about the Antichrist and some of the people who have been deemed the Antichrist. I just wanted to add, you shouldn't get caught up in who might be the Antichrist. Just because I have an opinion doesn't mean that that's what is important. It's more the reality that the Antichrist is going to take power at some point. Well said. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Looking forward to seeing you back here on Sunday with Brandon. In the meantime, I'm Big D, and I'm out of here.